The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Uh, recently, I've been trying to have one-on-one -on -one meetings with members of our student leadership board, and so this last week, I, I texted one of them, and uh, we got a, a time set up, but before we met, apparently he had told uh, other people in the building that he was afraid that I was going to fire him or kick him off the board, which was never anywhere on my radar. But I think something about this, although he, he used it, I think, primarily just as a humorous aside... I think all of us can kind of register with that, right? Like any time that an authority intervenes, there's automatically like a corresponding fear that maybe we did something wrong, that maybe we ourselves are in trouble. Maybe even, honestly, coming to church for some of you, and I think back to my own college days, there's those times where I felt like maybe I was going to get challenged, either by something in the readings, something that the priest said, or even just something that the Lord had placed upon my heart. And at times, I think when we, we hear this word of God and it challenges us, maybe we have this tendency when we hear his voice to actually harden our hearts as a defense mechanism, right? We might even be tempted to think that maybe this authority of God in our life will actually hurt us, which makes us a little more like that man in the gospel today than maybe we would first consider. Even to the point maybe where we're asking that question, like, what have you to do with me, Jesus of Nazareth? And so I think when we go to that point, right, sometimes the, the truth will hurt. It will sting a little bit. It did 2,000 years ago when Jesus walked the face of the earth, and nothing's really changed because Christ continues to be with us today through word and in sacrament, through the words of others like we heard in our first reading today, through especially holy orders where the priest stands in the person of Christ. But we have to understand that the authority of Christ, the Authority, less like it was with me and that student, was not meant to condemn. Actually, quite the contrary, it's meant to set free. And we hear this all the time. St. Paul says it today, that this is the intention of the Lord. This is the intention of his ministry. How I wish, my brothers and sisters, that you can be set free from your anxieties. This is the gospel. Jesus Christ came to set us free, not in a literary sense, but in a very true and real lived experiential kind of way. He desires for us to be set free, and we hear it all the time. So why is it then that we still live in anxiety? I think it's because actually we're much like that guy in the gospel today 
Because we're afraid to give Jesus authority over the demons of our life. Those ways that, that the evil one, right, we're not possessed, but those ways that the evil one kind of keeps strings attached to us so he can kind of manipulate, move us, motivate us, or distract us one way or the other. And so when we pay attention to those things, we can recognize that, that these are the ways that we're, we're kept free from living freely. Not just in a, in a psychological sense, living in anxiety, but actually in a very spiritual sense as well. Because remember, we're body and soul. And so when I say demons here, I, I don't mean those manifestations that we see in movies. Right? Now, to be honest with you, I've experienced throughout my priesthood people who have had certain manifestations in their life. So I know that it's real, but I'm not speaking from a place of, of fear. And so as I go through these different things, I don't want you to think that somehow, well, mm, that one doesn't apply to me, and shut down. Why? Because I'll be upfront with you. Some of these are the demons of my life as well. And so these are little ways that the, the evil one can have a string attached to us, like I said. And they can be very practical. They're not really far-reaching. And some of them, you have to understand, are, are things that you didn't even necessarily choose for yourself. Right? When the exorcist came, came last year, about a year ago this time, he had shared all these different things, like even, even a spirit of abandonment that a child experienced when they were in the utero. In utero. Their parents didn't want them. And he had gone through everything else with them. Until he got to that point, it wasn't until then that they renounced that, that they were able to find freedom. So these things, maybe some things that are in your life that you're wondering, where do these come from that are not even your fault? It could be something as simple as, like I mentioned, not being wanted, it could be something that's passed down generationally in your family, or it could be something as extreme as someone placing a curse on you that you didn't even know about. And these demons can enter our lives through different circumstances of our life. Right? They can be in our, in our childhood. Maybe experiences we have, as, as fickle as they may seem, on the playground of not being wanted, or finding ourselves to be unlovable because of a, a relationship or rejection we had in high school. We may laugh at them, but even things as simple as that can become an opening for the evil one to work. It can also be things of curiosity in our childhood, right? Some people played with an eight ball or a Ouija board or tarot cards when they were a child, but they didn't recognize that those are actually avenues the evil one can use to have influence in our life. It can go from things like that, or maybe as, as we get to be adults, uh, things that we find harmless, and, and I've, people have laughed in my face for this one before, but it's, the exorcist has found it true. There's certain types of yoga that themselves are actually meant to channel Hindu gods. Going further, maybe something that hits home for some people, even something like pornography, right? The producers include satanic rituals in them and even have been known to curse them. Why? So that the addictive power can take hold in people's life. Why? So that they can make more money. But we don't even have to go to that, that length Right? Yes, it, it does happen any time that, that a soul tie can happen, any time that we, we engage in an intimate physical uh, union with someone before marriage. It can happen with any violation against the sixth commandment with someone else. A soul tie, because we're body and soul. So it's not just a physiological reality, but it's now a spiritual reality. But let's take a step back even away from that. <laughs> Something maybe a little more commonplace that all of us experience. These demons can really begin entering into our life with unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. As weird as it sounds, we have to be careful theologically here, but it could be even be that maybe we resent God for something. Maybe we haven't forgiven God for a circumstance in our life. 
Maybe we haven't forgiven someone else in our life, or maybe we haven't forgiven ourselves for a mistake that we made. With the spirit of unforgiveness, other ones can follow. Especially anger can enter into our life. It can begin influencing our life, and if we don't allow the, the Lord to sever these ties, then it leads to very many distortions in our own life. Very many things that, that influence the way that we view ourselves, the way that we view others, and the way that we even view God. And so when we refuse to let God sever these ties, give Him authority in our life, it can lead to this orphan pack of spirits. I mentioned abandonment, self-hatred, isolation, self-reliance, shame, overwhelming fear, rage, my biggest demon, perfectionism. It can lead even to the denial of reality. So my brothers and sisters, no matter if we, we say that one of these affects us or maybe we feel like that whole list applies to us. We do need not fear because there is power and authority in the name of Jesus Christ. When we allow ourselves to be given over to the Lord, to allow his authority through our renouncing ourselves, or even for some of these more powerfully through the, through the work of the priest and the authority of Christ and the priesthood, when we renounce these things in his name, we can see that he has not come to destroy us, but he's come to give us life. That board member may have thought that, that I had come to destroy him, but through the course of our conversation, through a little bit of vulnerability, through his honesty, he was able to begin unpacking and hearing the hope of Jesus Christ and the truth of his life. And so I encourage you, do not be afraid to give Jesus and his holy name authority in your life. Call upon his name. As we approach Lent, allow your Lenten observance, a little more time of silence, a little more time of prayer, maybe for some of you even journaling, to be a time to, to allow God to help you identify those demons in your life. And through even your Lenten practices, right? Because Jesus said some demons can only be cast out through prayer and fasting. Allow this Lent to be a time of conversion, not just in a, in a loose sense, but in a very real way to allow your heart to be liberated by Jesus Christ. The church, as Pope Francis has reminded us, is a field hospital. It's not a place for the perfect. It's a field hospital for sinners. So I encourage you as patients, receive the authority and the medication of the divine physician so you need not fear coming into the presence of God. She can come, as our psalmist says today, kneeling before the Lord who made us and coming into his presence each time you enter this chapel, each time that you enter into prayer, each time that you come to Mass with thanksgiving, and he has set you free.